Oh, hey, hi, how are you? Good, good. I'm really glad. Welcome to Rioters Review, a arm of the Riot Act podcast. My name is Stephen Hill. His name's Renfrew Deadman. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello. Yeah. Good, good. I'm good. Thanks. You didn't ask. Don't worry about it. It's no. absolutely fine. Um, to our friends on our Patreon page, Mercy Baku. Um, thank you so much for that's thank you very much in French, French yeah uh, thank you so much for uh, you know coming on board and paying some money to hear this before anyone else hears it mm. we appreciate that thanks uh, thanks uh, for your contribution and if you are doing that then why not suggest a record why not that's what we want you to do suggest yeah. a record and we will talk it's about it we don't have loads to get through as it is hey but you know but you never anyway. have too many suggestions that's what I'm saying Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, um, that's fair. Yeah, we, we want to encourage people to suggest records. Suggest records. Yes. Um, yeah, um, if if you if you aren't on uh, our Patreon page and you're just listening to this because we put it out for free, what well, that's really nice of us, isn't it? By the way, maybe you should go on our Patreon page. Maybe you should actually um, put some money in. Oh, just a suggestion. Just an you, idea. You don't have to, but yeah, you could suggest uh, something as Scott Bamford has done. Hey, Scott, good shout, my friend. Scott suggested. Um, that we speak about a short strut to the brassy front by the band This Girl. Yes. And I'm pretty happy, I have to say, Renfrey, that he's done that. I'm happy about this as well, um, because how often do we, in 2019, get an opportunity to discuss This Girl? Who, <laughs> yeah. who are Very, a, very, very, very rarely. A band who... I I imagine many, many of you listening to this will not have even heard of this girl, and mm -hmm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. No judgments here. But they are a band who sort of uh, came up with the same crop as your Biffy Clyros and your Hellas for Heroes. And, and your Steggles. Your, and your Steggles. Hello. Mm. I've heard of Steggles. They're a really good band. Very mm. irate front man, though, so I hear. <laughs> we'll go, you know. You'll find out exactly how irate I got throughout this chat, probably. Ah. Um, if we'd have done Uno, which I did think we were doing Uno, just to let you in behind the scenes at first, I was like, oh, we do Uno. And maybe no, the first one. And I was so happy because we basically um, played with this girl about 15, 20 times during the sort of releasing this record. So As in Steggle did. Steggle, not, yeah, my not, band did. Not me and you. Not me and you. Just no, we clear. didn't. But yeah, my band Steggle, we played with this girl a lot around this period the band this girl yes <laughs> yes i'm gonna do it every time great <laughs> um so um yeah a short strut to the brassy front was released in we don't have the exact date but it was april 2002 it was 2002 yeah april 2002 on lockjaw records now um are you familiar first of all renfrey are you familiar with Lockjaw Records? Um, ish. I can't recount loads. I remember getting bits and pieces of this, like from their label back in the day, but I don't. I couldn't recall many of their other roster at the moment. Well, they were owned by the three brothers that made Tribute to Nothing. Oh. Do you know Tribute to Nothing? Yeah, I know yeah. of Tribute to Nothing. Okay, yeah. So Tribute to Nothing were a band, a hardcore band from Worcester, uh, who are bloody good as well. They've got a couple okay. of really, you know, This Is Freedom, their second album is really, really good. And their third album called 50,000 Watts of Goodwill, I think it's called, is also really, really good. Where they went from being sort of um, a helmet style staccato angry band to something a bit more fugazi. Really, mm. really good band. Um, nice dudes, uh, particularly well, Ben Turner, their drummer. Um, is one of the most maniac people I've ever met, right? He and this um, 
these guys, the three guys uh, in Tribute to Nothing, used to put on gigs at the Crown in Worcester. Mm-hmm. Great, really, really amazing um, hardcore scene that they used to have in Worcester. So they would put on the Lockjaw Records sort of fraternity would put on gigs in Worcester. Um, usually with one of their own bands playing, it would often be tribute to nothing. And it would be in a sort of a room above like a Weatherspoons style pub, like a sort okay. of drinking pub, right? And um, we got asked to play down there once when I was when I was in a band. And um, uh, we actually turned down a support slot with Lost Profits in there. Oh, yeah. Apparently he said, well done for turning down the Lost Profit support because only 40 people came uh, came along and the front man threw a pint glass in uh, one of the audience's face. <sighs> Probably the worst thing he's ever done. Probably the worst thing. He's all the best. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and so we turned up and uh, we played with like some Decimate or some sort of UK hardcore band from, from back in the day. And I don't know if I've ever said this before. I don't really know how much I've spoken about like when I was in a band and what our live show was like. Not enough. No, no, probably not enough. But we used to go, and this is a technical term, fucking mental, (laughs) right? So we basically saw the Dillinger escape plan and went, let's do that. Right. Yeah. So we used to, but, but we were sort of the first people from the sort of Hampshire area to see Dillinger and to see bands. So, you know, new metal was like, you know, you'd sort of bob up and down. People thought, oh, good live band. Whereas, mm. And then we sort of started as a new metal band and then sort of adapt, became a bit more like Converge and, um, and dillinger and, mm. you know, Alan Day from Kilimanjaro always says that we're like a Will Haven ripoff band, which I take as a compliment. And we sort of started to go like, we have to go mental we have to do that like you know the, the guitars went from down by your knees to like right up you know mm-hmm, hardcore mm-hmm. bands used to wear it up yeah. right around their necks yeah. used to wear like all the instruments up there and you just do the whole kind of swinging that ben wyman he's swinging the guitar around thing and we just used to go absolutely fucking crazy right mm-hmm. um <clears throat> this is quite a long-winded way of getting how i found out about this girl but it is related trust me um so we played this gig in worcester and it's on this little tiny stage in this room of a pub. About fucking 500 people turned up. It was it was amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. And um, I think I got on top of the speaker stack and like jumped over into the bar. I remember I stood on the bar at one point and was like sort of hanging off of the bar. And I think our bass, Daz, our bass player, um, was like in the crowd and stuff and on the floor. And we basically just to sort of trash the place which is what we used to tend to do quite a lot anyway don't you're shaking that. your head like, I don't, don't support su- that kind of don't play support that grow up you <laughs> fucking this punk rock and um, and so we basically like trashed the place and then Ben the, who's a drummer from Tribute to Nothing and was putting the gig on came up to me and he goes oh my fucking because like, it's the first time he's seen us he'd heard our demo and, and he'd actually put one of our songs on a Lockjaw Records sampler oh, nice. along with I. we were on the same CD as I Hate God oh very yeah, good so it was really cool we were happy about that and um, he came up to us and was like, you guys have go, you go fucking mental. You go fucking mental. This is fucking class. Oh my God. You, you're you the most fucking mental band I've seen. The last time I saw a band that goes mental was you. This band we got down there, like an emo band, like a sort of emo band version of you called This Girl. And then we were like, come on. And they're like, this girl, they're fucking crazy. They're, you'll love them. I'll, I'll put you on, put you two on together. And so we were like. So he's from oh. Edinburgh, was he? Uh, he's from Worcester, but he's got a weird voice. Uh, so... <laughs> So that was the first time I heard the name this girl. They were an unsigned band 
And this is probably about the year like 2000, probably. Oh, okay. And he'd said, you know, there's his band. They're from Rotherham. They're called This Girl. I'll put you on with them because I think you're both, although you're completely different musically, your stage shows are both just like you just fucking throw everything around. So we were a bit like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll show these guys. And um, I think he put us on in Birmingham or somewhere and we turned up, we met the guys from This Girl and they're the most lovely, lovely, lovely people, like fucking lovely people. Mm. And we just hit it off like sort of instantly. Cool. And we played a gig and they loved us and we loved them. And we just, we were like, well, we should tour together and we should do that. And we ended up doing a whole bunch of shows. And then... Did you actually go on tour together? We didn't go on tour together. Okay. We, we did We did a run of shows. We did five shows in five days with them uh, around sort of Devon. So I think we did like Yeovil and, oh God, like was it Exeter, somewhere in between Exeter and Yeovil. We did like... The hot spots yeah, of yeah, the country. We did, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know... So we the did, class A regions, yeah. We did that. And I just remember thinking they were a lot better than us and that they were great. You know, they mm. were just they were just fucking like <clears throat> great guys and Liam, their their singer. Liam, um, their singer had something that really made me jealous that he could jump really high and sing and he didn't seem to get out of breath. Whereas right. if I like jumped off of the drums or something, I'd land and go <laughs> <laughs> like Corey Taylor on TF5 Friday. And, uh, <laughs> um, whereas he didn't, he seemed to be really bouncy, but he was really short. And I think short people have a lot more energy. In. But anyway, <laughs> basically, this, is, this isn't a theory that you've expounded on right out before. Right, Ronnie James think- Dio, Corey Taylor, a lot of, sort of shorter people have a really strong diet, have really powerful, strong diaphragm. Okay. Just seems to be a thing that I've noticed. Um, anyway, that's how I first heard about this girl. Oh, hello. How about you? Um, it would have been uh, supporting one of those um, bands that I was talking about, or maybe even, um, we actually talked about this um, in the last writer's review, but it, no, it wouldn't have been there. Biffy Clara at Red Nally Cat. Well, yeah, yeah, that was where you saw them. I would have seen them at Bristol. I want to say the fire station, but I'm not even sure if that's true, but it was somewhere in Bristol. But then the, actually that was a This Girl headline show, so it wouldn't have been then because I def- the first time I saw them, I definitely saw them supporting a band, but it would have, would have been someone like A Hell is for Heroes or A Hundred Reasons, maybe. Maybe it was A Hundred Reasons at the Fleece or something like that. Cool. I don't know, but it would have been something along those lines. And this girl, maybe your code name is Milo, another band we've spoken about quite recently. Uh, one of those weird, angular, post-hardcore inspired, but not strictly post-hardcore bands um, that I fucking love. And it was a really interesting, wicked scene because all of these bands were lumped together and yet had their own very distinct sound. I mm. think it's fair to say. Yeah, definitely. And this girl, for me, were kind of like the um, um, this this might sound like a uh, slight, but I don't mean it as such, but sort of the awkward second cousin uh, <laughs> in that they, they are one of the more angular and one of the more obtuse uh of those bands i think it's fair to say i mean compared to say 100 reasons you oh know, yeah yeah definitely. 100 reasons were 100 reasons got signed by sony and um i don't and again i don't mean this as an insult but i don't think this girl were ever in danger of being signed by a major and what did uno come out on uh it came out on um uh what's it called oh drowned in sound 
Right. Okay. But not yeah. Not yeah. not a major. So. Um. So yeah, and I always <laughs> uh, loved. I, I always loved them live. I thought they were, and I just ended up seeing them. Th- they were just one of those bands who supported other bands that I loved all the time. And then I saw them at a few of their own shows as well. But actually, in the main, I saw them support other bands. Right. And really, really liked them a lot. Um, did you? Did you get the? Do you remember when you got this record? Yes, the drummer of my band at the time, Monster in the Park uh that's not his name his name is james borns hi borns um he he gave me a uh illegal secret copy of it because uh we went to see them i recall seeing them at bristol academy uh so again that must have been them supporting someone else goodness knows who i can't remember uh because i don't think they would have ever headlined Bristol Academy but um <clears throat> yes and he bought I mean I didn't have a lot of money around this time I would have been 17 something like that um and he bought a uh, short strut to the brassy front and uh made me a CDR copy of it and I oh, played that's all right I thought you meant he fucking stole it or something but no that's oh fine. no 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 he bought he bought it and he just made me a CDR oh copy. that's fine yeah that's fine um <coughs> and um yeah, actually, it's funnily enough, um, I only actually bought my own version. Like, uh, uh, I, I do, I do own this record now, like on CD. But I only bought it like a few years ago, <laughs> so like I had the CDR copy for ages and for years and years and years, and that's the version that I've listened to the most. But um, yeah, and I remember. Do you know what? When I first got it, um, it didn't. I. I was always of the impression that they were a much better live band than they were on record for quite yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think, you know, um, I'm not sure if they ever quite captured because when I think back to their shows, I remember this really fucking excellent, awkward, angular, weird band uh, who were really powerful and I listened to the albums and because um, they have this and, sh- and Uno. Yeah. And um, I, it doesn't quite, I don't think they ever quite captured it, unfortunately. Do you know what? That You're right. I don't think they did. I mean, actually, weirdly, kind of because there was a, a bit of a gap, you know, obviously my band split up in 2002. So I just sort of lost contact with everyone who was in bands and stuff. So I didn't see the guys for, I haven't actually seen the guys since those days. It's because you um, were demanding your own trailer and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think I bought, I, it took me a couple of years after it came out before I even bought Uno. And I think mm. they probably would have split up by then. Um, and I thought Uno obviously sounds better. I'm not sure if I prefer it. I've got a real sort of strong connection to Short Strut to, to the Brassy Front. But, That's I, fair. but I do remember, so, you know, I, we had their demo um before this record came out probably about a year before it came out with i think tears for top top was on it um yeah that definitely definitely this is all called tears for top top yeah that was definitely on it and um ugh, fuck me i'm trying to think what else was was on that demo um three minute spanish film obviously mm-hmm. was on it as well mm-hmm. i think those those two were definitely on it. so it was the first two and um actually yeah i think it was the first three i think it was using radars to communicate was on there as well Possibly the best songs from the album were on their demo. Then, do you think? Yes, Am I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then um, they, uh, but then, and we heard it. and We were like, "This is really good." And if it becomes an album, like fucking, but I mean, back then you'd see a band like that, and they go, "We've got a demo," and you wouldn't go, "Well, I wonder." Okay, cool. I wonder what the album version is going to sound like. 
who yeah. fucking who yeah. releases an album? Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we were yeah, playing yeah. in our fucking sports hall. Yeah. Like, no, we didn't yeah. think they were going to actually release an album. But it suddenly that people did start sorry, actually caring, starting to talk about them and stuff. And I remember they got the pitch shifter tour. They were on first on like four or five dates on the pitch shifter tour. Um, one of the tours I inevitably would have seen them on. Yeah, yeah. and they um they <laughs> they played the pitch shifter tour. And we were like. For you, we like you bastards. You're a bloody emo band. You're playing yeah, on the pitch shifter yeah. tour. And um, well, they played with Biffy, Glassjaw, Pitch Shifter, Hellas for Heroes, the well, Limp Biscuit a few years later. Right? Well, yeah. Well, we'll get onto that a bit later. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, they also um, they played my school the day after the Hellas for Heroes tour ended. Oh, nice. They came straight from. They added it on as like an extra date on the tour. That's cool. So we saw them in Reading. I think it was a. Thursday they played Reading, then they did London the next day, and that was the last night of the tour. And then they played Saturday night. They they supported Stegel the next night. After <laughs> 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 being so the night before it was them and then Biffy Clyro, and the night after it was them and then Stegel. <laughs> um, so you know both future Reading headliners. Well, definitely, I think yeah, I've still not given that dream up yet to be honest. Remember, <laughs> but um, but when we got the album, I think I remember getting the record. I saw it in, we didn't, you know, ask him for an advanced copy or anything, but we were just like, I remember seeing it in the shops and being like, fucking hell. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I knew that obviously the Lockjaw guys could get records out. Yeah. Like the Tribute to Nothing guys could get, because I'd seen Tribute to Nothing albums in some shops and they had other bands that were like, you know, Goat Boy and, um, uh, no, Monkey Boy, sorry, not Goat Boy, Monkey Boy and um, fucking DBH, I think, released. Do you remember DBH? They're like a sort of Liverpudlian hardcore band. Mm. They're all right. And um, so, yeah, so they released, a, a, you know, uh, they could get stuff in the shops. And we were like, well, oh, God, this girl's album would be in the shops. And I saw it and I was like, fuck, I'm going to buy it. I, mean, I do remember getting it back and being like, uh, I kind of prefer the demos. I mean, it sounds like a wankery thing to say, like I kind of prefer the demos, but I was the same with sixth. Like I've got the, the sixth demos from before the tree, the trees are dead and, and weeded out. Like I, I've been like, you, as you know, I was back at my mum's house where all my CDs are yesterday. And I found the sixth demo. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this is what I want. Because this is the version of hold my finger. This is the version. If, if you weren't so perfect, do you know what I mean? It's like got all the fucking great songs on it. Oh, I quite like to see the that as well. Well, maybe you can. Um, and, and they're like the kind of definitive versions. Yeah. Because I've had them for like two years before the albums came out. Well, it's weird when that happens. I mean, that happens a lot with, um, uh, hundred reasons stuff. You know, yeah. and, and I was always kind of like, I mean, I, to this day, I don't want to go into too much of a hundred reasons tangent, but to this day, in my opinion, the best uh, thing hundred reasons ever released was, um, was it EP2 or um, Remus? Re, uh, uh, no, that isn't the one I mean. I mean, the one with uh, clear on it and uh, ah, shit, I shouldn't have started that tangent. I know what the like, song is. I can't remember what the song's called now. Yeah. 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 But, um, but you know, basically my favourite thing. That Cerebra. Yes. Yeah. My favourite thing that 100 Reasons has ever, ever done is an EP, which they released about two years before they ever did an album. It's great. Which though. is, but it is, you know, it is fucking excellent. Mm. Um, and, um, you yeah, know, I fucking love it. Um, and yeah. But I know I, t- I totally uh, empathise with all of that. And also, I mean, even, um, Biffy to an extent I wouldn't go as far as saying that like Biffy had 
I think Biffy's best material did make it onto their albums. But a little tip for you, if you like this sort of thing, the first three Biffy albums were re-released on vinyl a few years ago. Um, All worth definitely getting because not only do they have the albums on there, but they have all of the B-sides associated with those records as well. And some of those early Biffy B-sides are fucking amazing and the scissor kick is victorious and uh mawaka chakapaka gotta bring it back to bloody biffy Clyde every time sorry well i thought i knew biffy would come up in this when they say so, yeah know. of course well it's you know obviously they toured together and yeah you're right like i suppose uh, it's a funny one isn't it because short start to the brassy front i just remember being like this sounds like i was just impressed that they had an album out and yeah I, you know i think like you say the first three songs on it are the best yeah. the best three songs yeah. but then actually did you get the EP, This Girl Has Fangs 2, which came out about six months later? No. So they brought an... Because like, I got Uno, and I never got on with Uno. I got... I, I kind of got Was it Uno. too polished for you? It wasn't necessarily it was too polished. I just thought it's quite, it's quite jazzy, isn't it? Mm, mm. It's kind of quite like... It's quite different. It's quite... Yeah, it is. I like Uno. I think I like it more now than I did when I first heard it, because I think I had an idea in my head of what I... Yeah, like what like say, this girl live is quite a different thing. Yeah. So short stuck to the brassy front, never kind of... It sounded a bit... Still sounded a bit paper thin to me. Yes. Then when This Girl Has Fangs 2 came out, about six months later, I was like, great, knew this girl. And that EP is really fucking good. And that oh. to me is a real is that's the, the exact point where I was like, they've kind of got it because it's still quite raw and quite and captures them live a bit, but it's also fatter and beefier and it's what you oh. kind of want the record to sound like. So that's a really good EP. Okay. Um not that this record's bad. I mean this no, is no, this no. is a really this is like got some really fucking good songs in it, but I think I mean it is that thing where you know, I probably had seen all these songs played live. 20 times before yeah. the album came out yeah 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 yeah. it is a really interesting album and an interesting document i think it's kind of a shame because it is one of those examples of i i, I think if you looked back and listened to the 100 reasons albums the biffy albums the your code name is milo albums the hell is here albums that came out around this time or a mm. year or two later or whatever you and then put it next to this you would go well this girl were the worst of those bands weren't they and um, in the studio, um, probably yes. You got to think that this was on Lockjaw Records. This was not on mm. Hell's for Heroes. Were on fucking Sony or what? Like, Quite. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like all yes. of those bands you just mentioned. Yes. Were on big labels. I, I mean, apart, I was about to go into that, but yeah, apart yeah. from <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. go on. No, it's okay. No, 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 no. You've you've done it for me. But but yeah, but that's that's the thing. They weren't given the budget, and they weren't given the and and also the thing is, is live. I'm. I don't think. I, I don't know where I'd place them, but the, to me, they felt almost as exciting as Biffy Clyro or, or, or Hellers, you know, the, the, well, all of those bands, you know. Mm. Um, and it is just a shame that, you know, history will probably dictate that they were um, a step also or two. Rans. Yeah, also Rans. But, but it didn't feel like that live at all. It was a little period just before this record came out where everybody was talking about this girl. It was a little period where everybody... The band or just some girl? Uh, <laughs> where everybody was talking about, you know, them being the next sort of thing. I wish we captured that on camera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, looks so annoyed. Um, yeah, like, I remember seeing Lost Profits and 
two of them were wearing this girl t-shirts on stage. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember seeing Larry from Hundred Reasons and he was wearing this girl t-shirt. Yeah. I remember going to see them and they were supporting Ruben. Supporting Ruben or were Ruben supporting them? I think they were supporting Ruben and it was just before this record came out. And this is maybe when Ruben were yeah, no, Ruben were called Ruben and they weren't called Angel, which is what they were originally called. Yeah. And um you know, a lot of people were turned up for this girl and the band no sorry oh god <laughs> i can't cope and um it's not even good no it's not it's <laughs> terrible and um, i don't know why i'm doing it and yeah and it, it you know uh, there were i think i remember like earth tone nine as well and this is obviously like earth tone nine split up in like 2001 and or, or early 2002 i think it was yeah. early 2002 and so i remember bumping into earth tone nine they were like a fucking proper metal band and they're going oh have you heard this girl it's like what? Like, how come everyone's going on about this girl? Fiona, her name was. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to not do it. Um, shall we talk about Finsbury Park? Yeah, go on. See, this is something which has completely passed me by because I was sort of out of the scene at this point. But I'm aware <coughs> that they supported Limp Bizkit. Yeah, so Limp Bizkit did a free show in Finsbury Park in. Uh, <laughs> when was it? I don't know. I've never heard this before. I can't remember when it was either, but it was in front of 40,000 fans. And um, it was a, alongside basically an absolute, like the cream of the crop of awesome British bands at this time. I would have died to have gone to this. Biffy Clyro, In Me, Cooper Temple, Claws and A. Wow. That's actually a pretty decent bill, isn't it? Especially considering it's a free gig. I yeah. mean, probably would have left before Limp Bizkit even back then because I have no joy in my life, apparently, and I don't like fun. Um, you wouldn't have, you'd have watched Limp Bizkit, wouldn't you? I, even, at, even at this age, I, 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 at 15 years of age, bought Significant Other and returned it a week later because I thought it was silly. Well, <laughs> you were right, but, you know. I mean, I wasn't wrong. Definitely wasn't wrong. Mm. But um, no, I've I've never enjoyed Limbiskit. I admitted on our birthday special, I've never you sat did. down and listened to chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water from back to for, uh, from start to finish, and I still mm. haven't. Um, well, you, know. you know, that's fine. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, maybe I would have gone back, but um, that's. A pretty decent bill, isn't it? I mean, yeah. clearly what Limbiscuit did, and I don't begrudge them for doing this because they were playing a free show, to be fair, but all of those bands, they would have had to pay £100, if that. I mean, probably they probably wouldn't have had to pay them anything, actually. They probably would have just gone, you know, come and play on this. You'll, you'll get to play with us, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think even... Oh, oh, in me better than Limbus Game. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I probably would have preferred to see every one of those bands over Limbus Game myself. Um, but yeah, what a wicked lineup. They also played um, with uh, Deftones at Brixton Academy. They did, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking. That's one of the few Deftone shows that I've missed. Is it? Yeah. No way. Uh, at Brixton Academy over the years. And. Um, yeah, shame. I would like. I, I, the thing is, is, is weird with this girl because I read all that. Like, oh, they played with Limp Biscuit, they played with Deftones, they played Brixton, they played Reading, they played Download. Um, they did all this stuff, and I didn't know them then at all. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah, but we were sort of like, you know, we kind of knew them, and then 
obviously I went off to drama school and they carried on being a band. Yeah. And you see people, it's a bit like, like a few people like, if you're for a friend, you're like, oh, you're uh, supporting Guns N' Roses and I'm yeah. working at the London Dungeon. That's, yeah. that's yeah. weird, isn't yeah. it? But not yeah. that I begrudge them it at all. I mean, the thing is all those bands is they were, they were better than us. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, it was it was funny to see, like especially this girl, because I think like Funeral for a Friend came along and they felt quite fully formed, whereas this girl had the same level of carefree, don't give a fuck, got no money, we're going to fuck everything up, just mentalness. There's that, definitely that a we rawness. Yeah. We used to be like, well, the reason we don't have management is because we trash everything and because we're yeah. assholes and we like yeah. throw all our shit around. And then this girl do exactly the same thing yeah, and they get to play with Limp Bizkit. Well, this is the thing. I mean, again, not to be, you know, annoying anti-commercial kid, but like personally, Funeral never really did it for me because Funeral felt like a, a polished version of all of these kind of bands that mm. I loved, which were just a sort of more raw, chaotic kind of um, frazzled. Yeah. That'll do. Version of Funeral. And I don't dislike Funeral particularly, but they just never never really floated my boat particularly because it just felt like a that but with a bit of a polish and i wasn't really interested in that at that point yeah funny time like good time to be in a band and yeah good time to be around and i certainly think you know seeing it back then i know they weren't a massive deal this girl but um i think they should be proud of what they achieved definitely yeah yeah, certainly because you know um they were they were really really good yeah and the album is a i think is a is like looking through a keyhole as to how good they actually were yeah yeah i agree you know i listen back to it and i'm like yes yeah, pretty good but then i sometimes i think i listened to it once and i was like why did i ever think this band was good so i listened to the record and i was like this is cool it's a bit of a slog getting towards the end of it i was like oh it's a bit of a slog isn't it? okay this. and i was like why did i ever think this band were good and then i started going oh yeah because they were amazing live and this is really weird and they just didn't have any money to make it sound good yeah and these songs are still like interesting yeah oh definitely Um, yeah 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 yeah, they're good and you know what ryan the drummer does now oh i do but i've forgotten so remind me he's in reverend and the makers that's it yeah who are big yes yeah yeah that's bonkers isn't it yeah he's a great drummer yeah 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 he was a great drummer yeah from what i recall so there you go. Is that, is that, is that answered your question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, good. Um, so there you go. A short strut to the brassy front, but really just this girl in general, isn't it really? I'd really encourage people to listen to this album just because I don't think it sounds like all that much that is happening right now. The closest I would put it to is some of the BSM style bands. Yeah. And it does feel like if this girl were around now, it feels like BSM would snap them up. Don't want to talk for Kev, but I imagine he probably would. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fit nicely there. Yeah. You know, they would... <laughs> I guess the irony for so many of these bands is that... Um, and then there was a good scene back then, like a really good scene. There but, was, uh, you know, but now it feels like people are much more open, just on mass to this kind of thing. Well, that's the thing. And, and it's weird because I think they would do better as a band now, but I don't think they would have been afforded the opportunities that they got afforded then. Yes, yeah, and that is the weird double-edged sword of it. I don't think they would have got, you know, 
uh, I don't think they would have supported Deftones at Brixton Academy. I don't think they would have played a free show with Limbisky in Finsbury Park to forty thousand people. No. Um, but overall, I think their career they would have done better as a band. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, weird thing the old music industry isn't it? it bloody is anyway um thank you so much if you are a subscriber to our patreon page we appreciate that if you're not and you're listening to this sometime in the future for free uh, why don't you go on there it's patreon.com forward slash right act podcast we'd love that just we would pound, just a pound to pay for them i don't know what do you like what do i like um at snickers? the snickers you want snickers uh, no mate i'm on i'm like watching my weight Banana, like banana. I love bananas. Okay. I fucking love bananas. Get, pay yeah. for a couple of them for you have a couple of bananas. Yeah. I got four bananas yesterday for a pound from uh, Sainsbury's. So if you, for every pound that you donate, Renfrey can get four bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Potassium. He loves it. I fucking love it. <laughs> anyway, thanks very much. We'll see you later. <laughs>